Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Amen. His name is greatly to be praised. You may be seated. We have a very exciting day before us today. Baptism today. Doesn't sound like the uh, Tonight Show applause. Come on. We're having a baptism today. Woohoo! Dax has it. He's got it. Amen. Bless the Lord. As a part of our worship, we believe in the giving of our tithes and our offerings. That it's, a, it's an act of worship. It comes from the heart. Um, and uh, so we do that at this time. I'm going to pass these baskets around. And uh, this is also our uh, missions Sunday. So for those that are practiced at giving also to missions, be sure and note that on your check or on your envelope or whatever it might be that uh, you want that to go to missions. I see we have some visitors, and uh, if you're a visitor and you have another church, your tithe belongs in that church where you get fed. And uh, so don't feel like, oh, I'm, I, I just showed up today and the pastor's wrangling me for money. have a couple of announcements to make along with, uh, do we have a Sunday school today? No, okay. Let's see, I made a note of it here. Just have to locate it. Um, this, this week, this Thursday, we have carnivore night. And uh, I want to read our little blurb on that. Uh, Johnny created the group Barbecue. He says, Carnivore, Thursday night at church. Dave comments back, nice, can't wait for that those ribs and chicken. Somebody comments, great, any vegans here? Matt said, yeah, me, glad you asked. Matt's been removed from the group. Anyway, Thursday night here at 6.30, we have carnivore night for, for the men. We have a great time of fellowship and a great time of food, so you're all invited. And uh, bring a friend with you. Uh, what other announcements are there? I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, food and fellowship following the baptism today for all of those that want to stick around and, and uh, break bread together. And uh, there's a sign-up sheet back there for um, uh, whatever we're signing up for. I'm sorry I'm so ill-informed. <laughs> but you know what's great about being uh, one of the pastors here is uh, they, you love me. Even though I don't know the announcements, you love me. So I like that. Um, so go ahead and just sign up. You don't know what you're signing up for. Just, just put your name on the list. And we'll inform you as to what you've just signed up for. Um, um, part of that is, uh, I mean, we've got Ross and Celia 
have been cleaning this past month, and they've been doing an excellent job. It's the, it's the cleanest it's been in a while. So uh, when you walk in and you see a clean church, it's because of volunteers. It's because of people who want to serve. So I think that's part of what that sign-up sheet might be about. Well, as I said, we're going to have a baptism today, several people being baptized. Uh, we dug out the trusty baptism tank. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's been uh, put away for a few months. <clears throat> but I'd like to say this about that, that tank. It has baptized a lot of people over the years. A lot of dead people in there. And live people came out of there. We, uh, we're, we're, pretty, uh, we're pretty into that tank. Um, we, we have in-floor heat, so there was no way to dig a hole and put a baptism tank in. And so we had to come up with a solution uh, because the lakes are often very cold. The last one I did in Lake Wasilla, Wasilla Lake over here, was in early June. We had about 10 or 11 people being baptized. And I thought, this is great. And I walked out in that water, and I said, this is not great. This is cold, and it's June. Um, so the water up here can be kind of cold sometimes. So uh, this tank has warm water in it. You guys are blessed today and highly favored by God. I want to talk a little bit about what baptism is not and then what baptism is. So we'll start with what baptism is not. Baptism is not the joining of a denomination. Baptism is not becoming a member of a particular church group. Baptism, it says that you are being baptized into Christ. You're not being baptized into Whitefields Church this morning. You're being baptized into Christ. And that goes straight to our identity. You know, we live in a time where identity is really under attack. People don't know who they are. They don't know their gender. They don't know uh, just everything about identity is being assaulted. Why is that? Well, I believe that Satan hates everything created in the image of God. And he does everything he can to pervert that, destroy it. It says that he came to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy your image of who God made you to be. Now, before Christ... You don't know who you are, really. Um, I'm a child of the 60s. In fact, we were singing that song this morning, Lay It All Down, Lay It All Down. I said to my wife, I said, man, this sounds like a throwback to the 60s style music. I should have a lighter doing this thing, you know. I lay it all down, lay it all down, lay it all down. And what came to me, is when I was thinking of laying it all down, and it says, at the feet of Jesus, um, I want to speak just briefly. This is not a part of my message. This is a rabbit trail, so we'll come back. Is 
on brokenness. Brokenness is a very low uh, valued, uh, how do I want to put it? Uh, it's not a very highly esteemed value in people. Yet in God and in Christ, brokenness is very highly esteemed because it says that God, Christ is near those who are brokenhearted. The, the broken soul has room for Christ now to come in and dwell and to live. So when you're being tested and you're being broken and you're being challenged in life, don't, and, and all of a sudden you find yourself like, man, I don't know what's going on. Things are going rough. Things are going badly. The world says, what's wrong with you? You're doing something wrong. But when you lay that down at the feet of Jesus and you come to him with a broken, contrite spirit, he fills you. He fills you up. He releases his power in you. In fact, Paul said, it's not me, but Christ in me. All right, how about that for a rabbit trail? You got to be careful about rabbit trails. People set traps for those rabbits. In uh, Romans chapter 6, and I'm sorry for the, the media person back there, but uh, I think my scriptures are out of, uh, out of order with the way I gave them to you, but, uh, or they may not be there at all. Romans chapter 6, verse 4, it says, For we died and were buried with Christ in baptism. You see, when you decided to receive Jesus into your life and make him the Lord over your life, you're no longer the Lord over your life. He is. And so it says, uh, we died and were buried with Christ in baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 17 through 19, it talks about the kingdom. It says the kingdom of God is advancing forcefully. The kingdom of God forcefully advances. Or in another word, it is a force that is advancing. And it goes on, Jesus tells us this, it's quoted in Matthew. Jesus is quoted in Matthew as saying that. It says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Sometimes you may feel in your life that you are up against the very gates of hell. And how do you break through those? It says they will not prevail when you are in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. Uh, the King James Version says, and men of force lay hold of it. You lay hold of it. 
that tells me something. That tells me that it's not by my might, not by my power, but by God's power that this thing shall not prevail, that this thing shall break. Now, let me say a little something about the kingdom of God and this kingdom being a, a force that's advancing in its very infancy, the birth of Christianity, the greatest powerful force on earth at the time, the Roman Empire, couldn't stop it as an infant. We were recently in Rome uh, a couple of years ago now, and we went to the Colosseum. And it was, it was so interesting to listen to the lady that we were on the tour with talk about the Colosseum. And, and she pointed something out I had never known before, and that is much of the advancement of the gospel in that time was done by gladiators. They had no hope in this life. I mean, their, their destiny was to fight until you were no longer worth anything to your owner. And then you were given up to die in the Colosseum. So they were looking for a hope that has eternity built into it. What about the afterlife? And along comes this baby force that moved their hearts. And they, many, many gladiators received Christ. And then they would travel all around putting on their, their uh, whatever you call that, WWE. <laughs> and... Uh, they would share it with other gladiators, and they would share it with others. And, and the gospel began to go forward. The gospel began to move in great power. So in its baby stage, the Roman Empire could not stop it. And down through the history, nothing has been able to stop it. The Dark Ages couldn't stop it. The Iron Curtain couldn't stop it. The Bamboo Curtain will not stop it. This kingdom will be preached in all the world. And then will the end come. Hallelujah. So it is advancing forcefully. If you're like me, you probably have a Facebook page. If you don't, praise God. You're a wise person. But I read a lot of stuff on Facebook. I, got a, I get a lot of insight from that um, uh, into what's going on in people's minds and, and hearts and, uh, and uh, in the news feeds. Man, it looks like the world's bad. The world has always been bad. Nothing new. Thank you. The kingdom is still advancing. In fact, I think it's advancing in a way, it's accelerating. I think we're seeing and moving into one of the greatest times ever. For I'm excited about living in this day and age. In Romans chapter 10... <clears throat>
see, I just moved all my notes around. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you openly declare, well, let's back up a little bit. I want to go to verse 5 in Romans chapter 9, uh, chapter 10. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say, who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again? In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the Scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call upon Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There's two things in action here, but I believe I want to add a third. There's believing in your heart, and then there's confessing with your mouth. The words we speak are life. We can speak life, or we can speak death. We can speak words that encourage and build up, or we can speak words that tear down and destroy. Words are so powerful. So it says, believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord, confess with your mouth and you will be saved. Now, I want to add this. Now, act on it. We often follow the words we speak. In fact, the Bible says you will eat of the fruit of your words. If you like good fruit, speak good words. If you don't mind bruised, brown, black, mushy, Bananas, eh, go ahead and speak bad words. You're going to get mushy fruit. So I've prepared a few things here for our folks getting uh, baptized. And the reason is I'm, I'm mentioning the power of words is because uh, we are in a warfare. The kingdom of God is advancing but it, it, there is a resistance. We're in a battle, a spiritual battle, a battle for the hearts and minds of men. And when we speak words of life, when we speak the right confession, when we speak truth, that's how we best do our battle against the enemy. We were here uh, discussing baptism this past week and uh, it was brought up, well, what about, I often have the thought that maybe I'm not saved. And uh, baptism is going to help with that. 
you see, it helped me with it because after I received Jesus Christ and I gave my life over to him, um, I immediately came under those thoughts. Oh, you, you're not saved. Saved from what? Um, and then I was baptized, and I could say I started speaking these words. No, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. And I've been baptized, and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. In fact, that was one of, the, one of my very first prayers that I prayed when I received and, and surrendered my life to the Lord was, God, heal my mind. Heal my mind. You think, well, he looks okay now. Well, that's because of two factors in my life. God renewed my mind, and my wife kept me on the right track of that renewal. So I've prepared this confession. I would like all of those being baptized this morning to raise your hands so that I can get these out to you. Will you pass those to people raising their hands? I need one. Thanks, Ross. And I'm going to read this. Now, I know that in this first sentence it says, Father, today I'm thankful to be your son, but I'm thankful to be your child, son or daughter, whichever you category you fall into there. Father, today I'm thankful to be your son. I am privileged to be a servant in your kingdom. No matter how I feel, you still see me as your child. You live in me, and my life is yours. I thank you for what you have done in bringing me into your family. Holy Spirit, thank you for being my teacher today. Thank you for working alongside me and constantly shaping me into the image of Christ. Once I was filled with guilt and condemnation for the wrong I did. Today, however, I am forgiven and clean because of Jesus. I refuse to accept any condemnation or guilt. I do, however, accept the conviction and gentle instruction of the Holy Spirit. Once sin ruled me, but today Jesus rules my life. The power that sin had over me is broken. I walk and live in the liberty of God's Spirit. I no longer am controlled by my emotions and feelings. You have given me power over all the power of the enemy. Satan was completely defeated at Calvary. I claim spiritual victory through Jesus Christ, and I'm free to live a godly life and be led by the Holy Spirit. When things seem to go bad, I know what is true. My steps are directed by you. The scripture says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by God. That works really well for people like me that don't have a plan. I'm one of those guys that you're out in the woods and somebody says, let's go that way. I go, that sounds good. <laughs> but I trust heavily that my 
footsteps are ordered by the Lord, and he's always got me back. <clears throat> okay, where did I leave off? My steps are directed by you. You work everything, whether it seems good or bad, for good, so I trust you. I am thankful that I have the mind of Christ. Even if negative, fearful, or evil thoughts come into my mind, there is no place for them. I have control over my thoughts and meditations, and I will think of things that are pure, lovely, and of good report. My meditation of you shall be sweet. I am glad that I have a great and important purpose for my life. My purpose is to honor and exalt Jesus through my life and to manifest him to this world. My purpose is to tell men that they too can let Jesus live through them. Thank you, Lord, that this day is filled with opportunities to glorify you. You have created me, and I am thankful that you have given me perfect health. If sickness comes, I expect you to heal me. This day I will practice the word of God and will manifest your love, which will show in everything I do. I love the brethren, and I will even love those who work against or persecute me. No man is my enemy, only Satan. I will never let my mind be turned against any man in a way that affects my love for him. I am happy to be alive today, for this is the day that you have made, Lord. I am glad for this day, a great day, and I will use it to the full. Father, my hand is in yours. My spirit is listening for your direction. Lead me, and I, would, and I will follow. Now, I'm going to ask all our uh, folks that are being baptized to uh, come forward in this front row here, front two rows. It's good. Now, this is what I'm going to ask of you to do. Those of you, um, I think everybody that's being baptized is married. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to read this to one another every day for a month. Can you do that? All right. No matter how you feel, you're going to read this. No matter how much you... You angered. You got angry. You blew it. You're going to read this out loud. It's going to change your heart. It's going to, he writes truth upon our hearts. That's so valuable. Truth in your heart is, is just, there's, it's without value. Because it feeds that new creation that you have become. It feeds the identity of who you are. As I started out this morning, I talked about how identity is so under attack throughout the world. Because Satan hates anything created in the image of God. And yet we have the most powerful tool against that, having any effect in our lives and in our homes. And that's God's word. And that's confessing the truth. That's speaking the truth. It changes us.
we got to get it right. Don't try to become a good person and then figure this out. Just confess the word of God. Allow Christ to form himself in you and change you into his image. You're going to come out of the baptism waters today, and you're going to be challenged with the idea, well, that was just water. I'm not so sure. Uh, Randy Travis sang a song a few years ago about being baptized down at the creek, and he, he called it Pray for the Fish because of all the sin that's being left behind. We are identifying with Christ. Christ was buried for the sin of all mankind. He died and gave his life, but he rose again in newness of life. And that's what these folks are doing today. They are identifying themselves in the likeness of Christ, being buried in baptism and risen in that new life that they had when they received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen? All right. Well, a few of the... Uh, Pastor Vic, you want to come on up? Now, I don't know who's going to go first, but so I don't forget, I just really appreciate all those watching online with us as, as we baptize these folks, and I want to give a shout-out especially to Ross Spencer's family. Ross, you want to stand up? Your family's watching online. Just wave at the camera. Just, just like the, the NFL. Hi, Mom. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to pass it off to uh, Pastor Vic here. That was Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so excited. Yeah, I know, right? No, it's a bad comparison. All right, well, um, you know, uh, it was an amazing experience because last night I was filling up some water and I just got overwhelmed with so much joy because <clears throat> thinking about um, what the Lord has done in this body, in this church, over such a short period of time. <sighs> it's just so amazing. So I was just praying over the water, you know. I was like, Lord, just bless it. So it's already pretty blessed. All right. So and uh, we're just going to go straight to it. This is my first time ever baptizing. So pretty nervous, but at the same time, I'm excited. And uh, I was thinking of uh, Adam, Heather. It would be cool. Because let's have you guys started out. I went to high school with Adam, and I just remember him from years back, and just a phenomenal guy. Never did I imagine now him being in church here. So cool. So to get to baptize him is an honor, buddy. So. All of you. So thank you so much for trusting that. Why don't you come up, man? You and Heather. And then if you have anything to say, don't worry. You don't have to pre-plan it. Say anything. I don't got much to say. Okay. Yeah, go right ahead. Sorry, we didn't give you a fair warning. Yeah, you definitely can go change real quick. I apologize. <laughs> All right, perfect. So you get this cool shirt. So that I took the plunge. Acts eight thirty six. Amen. All right, Ross. Um, while they, you do you need to go ahead and change.
Oh, go ahead and yeah, we'll just have you change. Yeah, but how do you? Um, you guys want to ask? So, um, <clears throat> I just uh, I was asked the other day when we came in, um, you know, if we had anything we wanted to say to go ahead and say that today, and I didn't think that I had anything. Um, my wife and I were here yesterday taking care of the church, and uh, I just I had a couple of thoughts, so I put them down. Um, it's nothing special, but I've known God all of my life, um, or I should say that. I have known of him all my life. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay. Um, I've known of him all my life. It's only been over the last year or so that I've truly gotten to know him, though. Um, it's only been over the last year that I've been saying, yes, Lord, more, and not how come. Um, it's only over the last year that I've felt, for the first time ever, uh, a true and complete sense of calm and contentment, uh, blessing and peace even in the face of all the uncertainty that has been going on. Uh, and it's only now that I realized, though I didn't know him well all these years, he has known me. <clears throat> and he's been by my side this whole time, uh, guiding me never to give up. So I'm here today not because of anything I've done, but because of his love for me. And it was mentioned earlier, but repetition is good. Um, Romans chapter 6, verse 4 says, We are therefore buried with him through baptism, into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And verse 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. And um, it's here today that I confess Jesus is Lord, and I choose to bury my old self, <clears throat> that I may no longer be a slave to sin and walk with him, the Lord, <clears throat> and serve him all the rest of my days. So. Um, Adam and Heather, do you repent of your sins and acknowledge your need of a Savior? Yes. All right. Have you put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. All right. So right now, I baptize you. Now, before you leave the water, if anybody uh, that's used in the gift of prophecy or has a prophetic word over, over them, we want to take a second to do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Adam and Heather, I have called you. I have called you from the, the time you were formed in your mother's womb. And you, you have yet to imagine the things that I have in store for you. For I have great plans in store for you, says the Spirit of God. And this day is only the beginning, the launching, the launching of your path into my kingdom. For you are mighty in me, says the Spirit of God. Do not doubt who you are. I have put you together, and I am baptizing you now today in my name. And you are my children, and I am going to use you, says the Spirit of God, for my glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ross, you repent of your sins and acknowledge your need of a Savior. All right. Have you put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be bold. Be confident, Ross. 
for I am with you. I am with you, and I am going to use you. You are already gifted, and you've been stepping out in those gifts, and more is about to come. For I am going to give you discernment, discern it beyond whatever you can think or imagine. You are going to see things like you've never seen it before. Don't doubt when you see these things. It is me speaking through you, says the Spirit of God. For I am anointing you as my son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, also, before you leave the water, I couldn't help but think, you know, you're, you're somewhat quiet of spirit. But when you started speaking up there, I was like, we'll get him in the lineup now. <laughs> you don't, don't shake your head no to the Lord. He has ways of changing those things. <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, I traveled from um, Texas to get back home. And uh, Dax's birthday was yesterday, and uh, we had a party. So the whole day, I'm trying to get back in time for this party. And it seemed like every step of the way, the Lord was slowing me down. So my, uh, I get in the, I get my rental car back to the rental, rental car agency. Uh, my gate was E10 for, with Alaska Airlines. So I'm on the bus, and the, and the announcements is going, okay, E10. So I. So, but the terminal before that, they announced it was Alaska Airlines. But the gate, they said, was from E11 up to E15 or whatever. So I delayed. And I said, okay, it's the next gate. So I got off of that, but I had to walk all the way back to the Alaska terminal. And then to go through pre-check, I had to go all the way back down to E10 and back again. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you know, what, what is going on here? And then my flight was delayed out of for maintenance reasons out of Texas, I get into uh, Seattle and uh, um, we were late and so I missed my flight, right? And I'm like, oh my, I mean, I'm just trying to get home, you know? And then we delay on that next flight that I get, we delay again, a fur like 35 minutes late on that. So now I'm already past two hours past being home and I'm worried about Lisa trying to prepare for this party. But the way I thought about it is, this is, it's, it's meant to be. And so, uh, so on the bus um, from Anchorage to where I parked my car, Diamond Parking, you have to take a bus. And on that bus, there was another couple there. And uh, they were a little bit older than um, Lisa and I. They were probably uh, mid-60s. And she was blind. And so I asked her, I said, uh, um, were you blind at birth? Or is this something that happened to you? And she goes, well, I just lost my sight last September. And uh, how tough it is to have something that you've had all your life and then lose it. And you really cherish what small things that God gives you and, uh, and how much you... You miss it. So um, there's hope for her and there's hope for Lisa. So I want to take this moment. And I, and I told her and her husband, they live here in Palmer. And I said, well, do you guys go to church? And uh, she said, no, we don't. But I, I said, I imagine you guys have been doing a lot of praying over the last several months. And they said, yes, we have. And I said, so I want to take this moment for us as a congregation yeah. to pray for her. Right. 
So I take this moment, and that's been on my heart. So let's close our eyes, raise our hands, Lord, say, Lord, these people don't know us. And I pray that they know your love. They feel you. And have this moment to where they feel all of us together as we're united as one in you. That we pray for her healing and she can see again and both of them see again and find them way back to you and hopefully to us. Amen. I must have done a really good job convincing him that everything was was really tough on me while he's gone. But, but at any rate, Lonnie, thank you, and Larissa, thank you. Yeah. I love you guys. What? We got. Oh, we got. Oh, Vic tells me uh, we have lots of time, so I need to take it up. <laughs> no, I. Um, I've really thought about this for a while. I uh, grew up Catholic. I was baptized when I was an infant. Um, but uh, I was gone all last week, and every morning that I woke up, and I'm starting to do this, every morning I wake up and I, 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 I take that moment of peace, the first moment when you're laying in bed before you stir, before you get up, before you move, it's silent. And it's funny because I pray that the Lord will talk to me, and he doesn't. Because I'm afraid he's afraid to start a conversation with me, because we may not ever end. And he's got other more important things to do. <laughs> but uh, I ask him to allow me to see the day as opportunities. And... I go, and then I ask myself, I wonder what opportunities the Lord's going to put in my way today. And if we start every morning like that, you'll begin to see moments when you can minister. I, I've been in fear of spreading the word because of being rejected. Uh, but I, I no longer fear that because I just share, you know, I share my testimony and, and uh, the whole last last week, uh, when I was in Fort Worth, right next to the hotel was a Cigars International, which is a cigar bar. And I love to smoke cigars. And it was amazing how many Christians I found over a cigar. And uh, it was just wonderful. It was such a wonderful week that I have all these connections. So the next time I go down there, I'm going to bring about 15 pounds of moose meat, and we're just going to have a barbecue in the parking lot. And, uh, and I'm just going to spread the word. So, uh, so it's been, I don't know, revelational. Is that the right word? Revelational? Just a revelation, just waking up every morning you know, opening your heart and opening your mind and opening your, your eyes to see opportunities. And uh, I was talking with Ramona about Facebook this morning about going down a path, and I came up on this one where it's got um, warriors coming home from war and, uh, and surprising their kids in school in that union when that kid just runs to the father or to the mother. That's what's happening today, right? I mean, the Lord is celebrating us coming back to him. 
And every time we bring a Christian or a lost sheep back to the Word, back to the love of Christ, I mean, that's, how you, that's the image that I get. I get that image of that warrior coming home. So, is that enough time, Vic? <laughs> well, let's get you guys over here. My son and daughter, I have seen the brokenness and the pain in both of your lives. And it is I who have called you together, says the Spirit of God. And know this, know that the past is a past. And the future is what you have yet ahead of you in me, says the Spirit of God. So not, do not allow the enemy to remind you of the past or where you've been, the things, those broken places. For I am Jehovah Rophe, your healer, and I am healing you, says the Spirit of God. Both physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I am healing you, says the Spirit of God. And even as you have been baptized now, the past is buried in the water, and you have come up anew. You are renewed in me, says the Spirit of God. Walk in that wholeness and newness of life and know that you will be completely healed, Lisa, for I am your Father. I am the one who heals. I am Jehovah Rophe, and I will heal you, says the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's give them all a big clap. Okay, hold on. Give them a big clap, and then we'll do this. When uh, I, I felt for some time that God is going to put a pastor's heart in these, in this couple, and uh, don't be afraid of it. All you need to do is love people, and you do that exceedingly well. But God is going to use you more than that, more in that. So just let that heart of compassion for people raise in your heart. Till it drives you. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.